Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and I'm so excited to introduce my dear friend and mentor, Dr. David Rosensweet. We're going to be talking about a hormone replenishment roadmap. When to do what and why? For those of you who don't know Dr. Rosensweet, he graduated from the University of Michigan Medical School in 1968 and Since 1971, he's been in private practice with offices in Florida, New Mexico, California, and Colorado. Early in his career, Dr. Rosensweet trained the first nurse practitioners in the United States and was in charge of health promotion for the state of New Mexico. He's a nationally known lecturer and presenter at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, also known as A4M, the American College for Advancement in Medicine, also known as ACAM and the Age Management Medicine Group, and more. And in 2019, he was called to Washington to speak to the front of the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine on the safety and efficacy of bioidentical hormones. He was keeping our hormones in production and able to be uh, prescribed. So thank you, Dr. Rosensweet, for that. And Dr. Rosensweet is the founder of the Menopause Method and the Institute of Bioidentical Medicine where he has been training medical professionals to master bioidentical hormone replacement using the most advanced and modern tools. His protocol has been used to treat more than 12,000 women and counting. And he um, was named, you know, one of the biggest names in anti-aging medicine. And he also is gifting us his book um, that is a PDF. If you can go into the show notes, you'll find, um, which is uh, entitled Menopause and Natural Hormones and Happy Healthy Hormones, How to Thrive in Menopause. And he's also um, the founder of Bright.Live and iWonder, um, so iWonderDoctor.com. And many more accolades. He's just uh, a dear friend and somebody who lives his passion and joy every day. And I hope you really enjoyed this informative conversation today with Dr. Rosensweet. So welcome, Dr. Rosensweet. It's such an honor to have you on the podcast. Christine, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you, be with you, co-create. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I, you know, you really changed my understanding and my viewpoint, even as a naturopathic physician and doctor on the idea of bioidentical hormones. I feel that this is really powerful medicine, right? And I think there is so much confusion still in the field, literally (laughs) around, you know, how to take them, why to take them, who they're for, do you get cancer, are there risks? And we miss so many opportunities to truly help the people who need hormones the most because of the confusion. I really remember when I was, you know, trained me a number of times, and I really remember you really getting it into my psyche that we are doing more benefit than harm, giving the people who need hormones to reduce the risk of all of these chronic illnesses that people die from, you know, like heart disease and osteoporosis and Alzheimer's. And so I really want to shed light on this conversation today. So thank you for creating this method and being here. And let's just start with this risk idea, because right, I'm sure it's the number one objection you're always trying to overcome with the lectures you do and the, you know, conversations and training you do. So is there really a risk for this bioidentical hormone um, replacement therapy for, for really women? And walk us through that. My favorite way to begin (laughs) a discussion, Mm. because 
men and women and healthcare providers were fed something that was wrong science. Mm -hmm. And yet it exploded out into the world and scared women all over the planet and healthcare providers. And so a whole field of medicine got stunted and stopped in its tracks. Mm -hmm. And where other fields in medicine were specializing and developing great training programs and mentoring programs and specializations, which matter, mm -hmm. get good at something. Uh, like there's so many things that I would refer my patients and loved ones to you because of you've zeroed in on some subjects. And who do I want my precious people to go to? An expert. I want them to go to an expert. The whole field of hormones, it stopped in its tracks because of false information. And the false information that there was increased risk from treating men and women with hormones. So I'd like to give you what I consider to be the, the science on this. And it is that as physicians, we all know, we're all at risk for thousands of diagnoses. Mm. Some of them really rough. Mm -hmm. And as physicians and humans, we know that we're all at risk for hundreds of cancers. Mm -hmm. And that's challenging. And as a man, I'm at increased relative risk for prostate cancer. It's compared to other cancers. Mm. And there's reasons for that. And women are more at increased risk, relative risk for breast cancer than they are other cancers. And there's reasons for that. Mm -hmm. However, the science is that women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who go, who are not treated with hormones. Wow. That's, that's the science. That's not what was exploded out into the public. Even in the original research that was done, from which the information of increased risk came out, even in that original paper in 2002, Women's Health Initiative, it stated that women who were on Premarin, mm -hmm. that's horse urine-derived estrogens, 50% of which have never been seen by the human female, might be a problem. <laughs> it might be a problem. And I don't, I'm not here to criticize Premarin at many women who were on Premarin and they did much better. Mm -hmm. It was Prempro that they were on relative risk. It showed up in that women's health, health initiative. They were at reduced risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke in that 2002 paper. Wow. The thing that was falsely reported was the women on Prempro were at 1.26 which is an increase in relative risk. But in the paper, it said statistically insignificant. Therefore, it never should have been reported out in science and in medicine, as you know so well. Uh, statistical insignificance means don't draw any conclusion, folks. Right. And I saw that, and my colleagues saw that, and I, and this was Prempro. It was Premarin linked up with this faulty molecule called the progestin. But at any rate, the original study committee reported in the original journey in 2000 journal that they originally reported it in that after 18 years of follow-up there was no increased risk of breast cancer heart attack and stroke the original study that scared everybody that exploded out all over the world and wow. women and providers to this day are still concerned about it the follow-up report by the original study committee that followed these women for for 18 years 
said there was no increased risk. Wow. And the number had retreated to 1.0, even in the progestin arm, by 2006. They knew it. But this one, this report has not been publicly knowledge. It's not common knowledge amongst the American public, the world public, and the healthcare providers. But just to repeat myself, women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who receive no hormonal treatment. Wow. That's the science. It's explained exquisitely in a book by an oncologist who specialized in breast cancer, Abram Blooming. And and, uh, so anyone who wants to really get into the scientific details of 450 references, they should read Estrogen Matters. Mm-hmm. But the science is, this goes for men too. Men who are treated with testosterone are at less risk for prostate cancer than men who receive no treatment at all. Wow. Women who are treated with hormones, sorry to repeat myself. Oh, it's good. I think you so rightfully want to hear what is the science on this. Women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who go untreated. Isn't it amazing, you know, that, you know, there's like these kind of paradoxes in mainstream medicine, right? Like that, you know, statistic we all kind of quote, like, oh, it takes 17 years to get like research into like clinical practice. And then we're kind of faced with this other kind of reality with this statement that like bad science can actually like be in people's psyche for generations, you know, because of you know, just complete misinformation and probably really hitting a, a fear, you know, on in people that they really have a hard time educating themselves and overcoming. You know, I, I think about it too. I mean, the, with, you know, diet fads and all these things. I mean, people are still, some small part of the population is still afraid of fat, you know what I mean, in their diet, you know, because of, you know, bad science. And so, so no, I really appreciate this mission and this message because, all of these things you've listed are huge chronic conditions that often kill people, right? That, you know, really you're sharing, this is an aspect of true prevention, you know, to help, uh, you know, really balance a woman's hormones, especially in the perimenopausal and menopausal years to prevent these early factors. You're talking about the flip side, which is really critical. Mm -hmm. That there's almost a certainty for all women and all men that without these most powerful biochemicals that are in our body, we're going to develop things that we do not want to have. And they're almost a guarantee. There's going to be bone loss. There's going to be loss of the vagina, Mm -hmm. vaginal atrophy. There's going to be risk for coronary arteriosclerosis, half of Women who leave Earth, leave Earth because of a complication of arteriosclerosis, whereas women who are treated with estrogen have a protection against arteriosclerosis. Mm. It's almost a certainty that without the hormones, they're going to develop some form of arteriosclerosis. There's loss of cognition Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the way to dementia in some women that relates directly to low estrogen. The consequences of 
loss of the most important biochemicals in our body. Well, all biochemicals are important. I mean, right. our physical bodies don't have mistakes in them. They all matter. But these are the most powerful biochemicals. So the loss, diminished immune function. It's, there's papers out now that show who's who's most susceptible to the rougher parts of COVID. Well, hormones play a tremendous role for men and women in the immune system, in health and vitality and energy. So the list goes on. And you don't have to be a rocket surgeon to figure this out. Any public-facing healthcare provider who works with people in their 50s and their 60s and their 70s and their 80s and their 90s knows what happens with and without hormones. Mm. And why are there so many people in nursing homes and in assisted living facilities? Because they lose their muscles. Mm -hmm. They go from canes to walkers to wheelchairs. They lose their bladder, so they're in... They lose control of their bladder. They lose their cognitive function. So many of these people who are in nursing homes, as I've discussed with colleagues, maybe 80% of the folks who are in assisted living facilities are there because of they lost their hormones and they were not replenished. Mm-hmm. So the disservice to human beings for in, inappropriate criticism of hormone treatment is is really profound. And when you have a mother or a father or a relative or a friend who's declining because of hormones, it gets much more up close and personal. Yes. So don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. message is yeah. learn about hormones and find a provider and enjoy the tremendous benefits with yeah. less risk, no less. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm in complete agreement. And that's why we're having this conversation today. And, you know, I get this. And I'm sure this is like one, like, we'll go through one more objective or kind of thought people have. And then I really want to get into all the, the, like, the amazing way that you also created your system to really work with a woman's body very individually and also men's as you're working with more and more men as well now with your method. So, you know, as a naturopath, right, I get people who are really, you know, trying to be in tune with nature. And they're like, this question arises, right? Like, why do my, you know, hormones go, you know, are lower, right? And, you know, these perimenopausal, menopausal years, if, you know, they're so needed for my, you know, biology to work, right? And so I kind of have my way that I make the, you know, puzzle out of this just because of the stress of modern life. You know, I think there is a natural transition in this period, but maybe it's so much more than maybe nature intended, you know, for us that we really need to honor this part of our system. But I'm I'm curious for you, Dr. Rosensweet, like, how do you make sense of like this natural decline in hormones while we still need them to maintain our health and prevent illness, if that makes sense? <laughs> Great question. Well, for one thing, I don't know that we see natural human beings. We don't. I definitely think we don't. <laughs> I mean, you and I are in a very skewed position here. We're meeting up with people who don't feel well. Right, totally. And are looking for support. Mm-hmm. Now, every so often, and interestingly enough, Christine, just before you and I got on this podcast, I was interviewing, uh, I was consulting with a patient I've worked with for 20 years. She's 69. She has terrific libido. 
She has terrific energy. She does dance classes. She can squat. Wow. Effortlessly. She's taking, she, her husband is an organic farmer, but she's taking care of herself for her whole life. And she's a reference point for what's possible. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, she's been on hormones for 20 years. She yeah. chose that. Not trying to restore youthful levels. No, we're just trying to bring her up to reasonable levels. And we just, I also know, and this is 50 years of being a doctor. Mm-hmm. I've met one other woman who's 69, has libido, muscle strength, but started losing her hair and started losing her vaginal health mm-hmm. at the age of 69. Mm-hmm. So it's rare, but we don't know who the natural human being is. This right. woman has been taking care of herself on every level, mm-hmm. including her emotions, mind, and life. Mm-hmm. She's been through tremendous challenges and chose to embrace them and learn from mentors about the emotions and the mind and how we create reality. Mm. Okay, this is two that I know. <laughs> not bad, right? Every other, no, it's not bad. <laughs> Every other, I mean, the, the level of fight-or-flight biology mm-hmm. that puts tremendous strain on the hormonal system has got young men who are losing their erection in their 30s and 40s. This is unheard of. Yeah. I was growing up as a doc. We have young women who are getting into severe period issues and hormonal imbalance in their 30s. -hmm. And part of the deal is we think of the fight or flight biology is led by the hormones. Mm -hmm. Yes. You want to run from a saber-toothed tiger? You want to trigger a lot of outpouring of adrenaline and cortisol. But what people don't realize is everything else is recruited as well. All the energizing power biochemicals. So estrogen is recruited in the fight or flight biology in women. I mean, when you watch the Olympic soccer team, women's soccer team, or you're looking at women who are participating in track and they're on these intense training programs, so few of these women are menstruating. Mm. Their estrogens were getting recruited away from the female pathway that includes menstruation and fertility, and it's being directed down the stress pathway because these things double up beautifully. Women's testosterone, men's testosterone, and life's always been stressful, but there was some decent diets and people were passing away a lot earlier. And a heavy physical labor was going on. Uh, That's gone. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, For the most part. So the decline in hormones is accelerated and accentuated by fight or flight biology. Mm -hmm. The antidote is one could acquire information and tools and support to deal in a very functional and growthful way with stress. Mm-hmm. Yes. It didn't go so far as to trigger the fight or flight biology mm-hmm. that draws in those hormones yes. and leads to early and more intense menopause, men losing their erections, mm-hmm. their vitality, their drive. So things have gotten physically rougher in a lot of ways. So what's natural? I mean, people would say, well, I'm going through menopause naturally. 
Yeah, but when a woman starts getting vaginal atrophy and she loses her libido, she doesn't want to have intercourse. And even when she's in a really good relationship and she's losing her cognition and she's not thinking clearly. And at a time in her life when she's built up so much experience to be successful in business or politics, but she's losing it, you tell her that menopause is natural. And you tell her, we don't think you should have hormones because they're not natural. Or you restore the hormones and you watch her say three months later, oh, my God, I'm myself again. And so theories about natural is different Mm -hmm. for physicians and nurse practitioners who are sitting on the front lines. Yes. Watching women in great duress, men who've lost their erection Mm -hmm. and their drive. Mm-hmm. And you replenish their hormones with skill and with consideration of getting everything as right as you possibly can. And they become themselves again. And someone comes in and says, well, I don't want to do this because it's not natural. Well, it's different for a physician or a nurse practitioner facing people who get their life back. Yes. Who can raise their kids. Mm-hmm. who can bring their tremendous experience to the many projects they're involved in. Mm-hmm. Theory about yeah. natural. <laughs> Nothing's natural. You know, you know this so well. 200 years ago, there was no such thing as menopause or 300 years ago. Very few people went through menopause because everyone was passing away in their 40s, <laughs> their 50s. They were gone. Right. <laughs> Those who lived beyond it were unusual folks. Yes. I mean, I know that you've shared this information with me and I've also kind of come to that idea myself. You know, we don't live in utopia. You know, we're very, you know, still disconnected from the natural rhythm of life. You know, I think that's a lot of what we treat. But I think, yes, there are ways to reduce stress, but, you know, we're just up against so many endocrine disruptors and xenoestrogens and, you know, all these things in our environment that I think are really, you know, impacting our hormonal health. And so, I mean, you also mentioned, I was just sitting and kind of going through the list of my patients, like hair loss, even in my younger female patients right now, Dr. Rosensweet, there's a kind of a post-COVID hair loss thing, which I'm sure is also hormonally related. And then, yeah, just obviously a hormonal piece, but there's a huge hair loss component, you know, to when women, you know, lose their hormones and, you know, women, I mean, nobody should have to lose their hair, male or female, but it's very traumatic and something not to lightly. So I think people understanding that connection too is really important. Yeah. Heather attended the grand rounds in which we had our hair loss expert explain the details of hair loss and at the vanguard of hair loss is low thyroid low ovarian hormones yeah and so you start with those and then yeah i know hair can grow back that's the beauty of it right so no i'm glad she was on that and you know we'll be sharing more information about heather parisi who's a dear friend and a nurse practitioner who's going to be providing Dr. Rosensweet's methodology to our community. And we'll have a lot of information around that. But Heather has been um, really working closely and getting Dr. Rosensweet's mentorship on learning this amazing method that we have to share with people a little bit about it. So you, as you said, you've been practicing 50 years and you've come up with a really brilliant 
very non-typical way of approaching hormones for individual uh, women and men. So why don't you just share like, first of all, like what inspired you to like think about this so differently? And then let's walk through kind of really how you approach uh, this titration dosage method um, that you... Just an overview. It's fun and an honor to say that I invented this method. But what I assert is, all I did was pay attention, and I assert that any healthcare professional that decided to specialize in treating with hormones would arrive at what's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a lot of time and energy and experience in co-creating with women and men, but it all lands up in the same place. You know, it's not... I wouldn't call it my method as much as I would. What's the best way to do this stuff? Well, everyone I assert would come up with the same conclusion if they just <laughs> devoted their professional careers to it. Not everyone pays um, attention and is inspired to evolve, you know, the system, you know, so I want to give you more credit than you're taking right uh-huh. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally serendipitous, so to speak, although I don't think life or the path of medicine is it's really originating from the divine, I think, personally. I think. That's how it unfolded for me. I, I've been one with it for so long that it just unfolded. Mm-hmm. And you know, it started like 30 years ago. One of my patients, Deborah, who was brilliant, she was in her mid-40s. She, she was so brilliant, she had retired in her mid-40s. Think about that. <laughs> you know, what does it take to retire in your mid-40s? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And and I'm uh, sitting there in my office early doing paperwork. She storms into my consultation room, no appointment, walks up to my desk, bangs her fist on my desk and says, you got to believe me. I'm going crazy. Wow. Please help me. Don't pretend you know me. And serendipitously, so to speak, um, I had been speaking with a medical doctor who was talking about progesterone back in the early 90s. And I'd been talking to compounding pharmacists because I was, I love biochemistry and sort of getting an interest in it and hormones. And I gave Deborah some progesterone cream. Mm-hmm. And three weeks later, I get a letter from her. That's how it was done back then. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't believe it. I'm totally myself again. Wow. What is in that stuff? Wow. And you know, is probably more than I do, that when people get chronically ill and are really in duress, sometimes it's a slow-moving train mm-hmm. to give them and put them on a healing program and actually achieve good results. Mm-hmm. And here it happened in three weeks. Mm-hmm. That was very impressive to me. I went, wow, what's this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Paid attention, right? Mm-hmm. But I've never really s- sourced deliberately my career. I just started seeing more and more women because the word had spread in Santa Fe, where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I got fascinated in it. And that's mm-hmm. how it began. Mm-hmm. And I started paying attention because there, was, there wasn't that much known in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I figured these hormones are going into women's bodies. I want to give them a certain amount of information and let's partner it and figure it out. Mm. And I learned some things really quickly. Number one, the hormones were so powerful that the loss of them led to such 
dramatic debilitating symptoms in 75% of women, that they were highly motivated. And if we started doing the obvious, replenishing the four hormones that were lost by the gonads shutting down, if we were correct, as we started low and gradually increased the dosages, we should get symptom alleviation. Mm-hmm. So if a woman's having hot flashes and she wake up in the middle of the night with night sweats and she can't go back to sleep, and the theory is that she's low on estrogen, if we give her estrogen, and mm-hmm. she starts sleeping again and the hot flashes go away, we go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how I did it. Mm-hmm. Started low. Mm-hmm. And I very quickly out of the gate, I realized that we're dealing with individuals here. And we got to pay very close attention and don't come up with, here, take this and see you next year. Start low and figure out the balance and the amount for each individual woman. Like I learned that some women are healthy and they menstruate and they're fertile with this much estrogen, so to speak. Whereas other women, healthy, they're regularly menstruating and they need three times as much estrogen to do that. And there's everything in between. And then you take estrogen. And you can have a woman that's rich in estrogen, but her natural tendency is to lowish in progesterone. Or you've got a woman who's really, for her to be healthy, she needs a richer amount of progesterone as compared to her estrogen. We vary. And then you throw testosterone and DHEA into this mix. And thyroid, you got a lot of moving parts. Yes. No problem. <laughs> I just did the same thing with everybody. I said, let's start here. And see if we limp, we alleviate symptoms of estrogen insufficiency. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we're also trying to discover if there's symptoms of progesterone in, insufficiency, like I can't fall asleep and my mood is wacky and I feel nutty and I'm depressed or uh, to, to a tremendous anxiety. And we say, okay, let's see if progesterone is your issue. Mm-hmm. Start giving the progesterone and we alleviate. And like Deborah, Deborah felt totally herself again. And so we're playing with those variables. And eventually, when you team it, the woman's going to oscillate into balance. And she's going to go, oh, my God, I'm myself again. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we test 100% of the women and men. We test them with 24-hour urine hormone tests, which is such a gold standard. And the field is in such cowboy state because of the lack of specialists but there's all kinds of other methods out there to test but fantasies in people's head that they work the gold standard from the late 60s has been 24-hour urine so we confirm that when a woman says i must i feel good Mm -hmm. what we learned is that's not the final answer it's not enough to alleviate symptoms we know the ranges of benefit and we, we know if a woman drops too low on her estrogen, she'll still be losing bone, even though she's alleviated symptoms. So we did a study once of 54 of my patients who were women said, I feel good. Mm-hmm. But we find out that 50% of them were actually on dosages of estrogen too low that eventually they would lose the health of their vagina and their bones. Mm-hmm. That's sort of bottom line. So we tweak their dosages and off they go. And the same with the androgens, testosterone, and DHEA. So we confirm. We use cl- alleviation of clinical symptoms as an initial guideline, and then we test. Mm-hmm. And we do tweaking of dosages if we need to, because only 25% of women are going to wind up in the optimal zone, even if they feel good. 25% or more are going to be on dosage excessive, 
that they could increase their breast density, which is not a safe thing to do. So I know I'm diving into the weeds, no, but I, there's a I, method I, there. Yeah. There's there, methods that anyone would arrive at if you wanted to study it from the ground up. No, I could add something. It's okay to go on. Yeah, please. And I just want to maybe just real pause real quick because I appreciate what you're saying about the testing. Because even in really amazing practitioners in the alternative medical field, they're still either doing blood or saliva and not urine. And one of the things that allows me the confidence to recommend hormones and really work with an expert is the urine testing because you you just see so much and you see the metabolism of these hormones you can get ahead of things not only like optimal dose but if someone isn't maybe tolerating them as well as you thought you know like you just get ahead of things before you know like you just can really fine tune and optimize for that patient which is so empowering right because i think that People still don't quite get, you know, like, oh, just another test. It's like, no, this is like an amazing, you know, test to give you information about your unique hormone metabolism. So I just wanted to, I'm glad you wrote that. And then please, or you said that rather, uh, please, um, you know, share that next thought around your method. 20 years ago, I had been prescribing hormones and the optimal, safest, most effective way for a woman to take hormones is you take your estrogen topically, you apply it to your skin. We learned from the birth control pill that when you take estrogens orally, you put yourself at risk for clotting in the legs or even in the lungs because oral estrogen has this rare, but it happens. I looked at a lab report from a hematologist today of one of the patients who wants to be treated, but she had a pulmonary embolus Mm-hmm. When she was on the birth control pill, and the hematologist said, yes, from the birth control pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we know that, but that, that complication is not so for topically applied estrogen, and, and it's important to apply testosterone topically as well. The pharmacist, I've been prescribing hormones for 10 years, and the pharmacist, instead of shipping to my patients, shipped my patients biased to my office. I had never seen a hormone. I was just so fascinated. (laughs) I broke the seal on the white cosmetic jar that had the hormone in it. Mm -hmm. And out comes this odor. And I looked up what that odor was about. It was a strong solvent. But in order to get these steroid hormones, which are not, they're fat soluble. They don't dissolve in water. Up in a solution, you had to use strong solvents. And I was a functional medicine doc right out of the gate. No one understands this more than naturopaths. Mm-hmm. Toxicity mentioned uh, in our just not too long ago in this podcast. Toxicity is a problem. Right. Right. <laughs> There's an endocrine disruptors potentially, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. Let's start there. The parabens of this, of that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, oh, this is interesting. I'm a holistic doc, and I'm prescribing hormones, and I did the math, and I'm telling a woman to apply a quart a year. Wow. 99% of what's in that jar was actually solvent because you need it to get in the solution. And I went, what's wrong with that picture? Mm-hmm. I'm asking, asking my patients to detox, get rid of all their toxins. Meanwhile, I'm prescribing a quart a year. Yeah. Oh. My son and I went on to invent and patent 
dispensing these hormones in organic oils. They're suspensions, they're not solutions. That's why we use certified organic oils. I think that's really important. You know, you want to take these hormones every single day you're on Earth. Try and part me away from my testosterone. No. Who's <laughs> <laughs> oscillated into really restoring her life and her vigor and her libido and her mind to try and talk her out of taking her hormones. Mm. No, for the rest of our life, we do it. We have the opportunity to do it. We do it every day we're on earth. We think it really matters not only how you test properly, 24-hour urine hormone testing, not the other spot urine testing, no, not that. Mm -hmm. It's the 24-hour urine hormone testing and also what you're delivering these in. So part of our method is dispense these hormones in organic oils, which health-conscious women and men, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people spend so much time like with their organic food and now even yeah. like, organic skincare and, you know, using the, you know, an oil base, right? Our our skin loves oil, right? So it, it loves, yeah. you know, absorbing that in order to get, you know, the medicine, you know, to where it needs to go. I learned from another friend, a naturopath that, you know, the lymphatic system is a big delivery, especially for progesterone, right? So even getting the, you know, topicals through not only the skin, but into the lymphatics is like another even brilliant way to carry them to where they need to go. So I think that was such a game changer. And it's like, as you said, it's like so obvious when you're seeing it, you're like, what am I prescribing? But if, I mean, people think they're compounding, right? They're compounding these like Versa bases or these other bases. And just because you're compounding doesn't mean it's a clean product. My eyes open to that. So now you have these patented proprietary oils that you know, walk us through, because I, you know, we really want people to have access, right, to all of this information. And we'll share, of course, how to get hooked into my community and, and, um, you know, our practitioner. But I just want people to understand, like, the brilliance of your method and these oils are you're working with certain pharmacies, right, to give people access to these hormones. So can you just share like where you are? I know you're evolving constantly, which is so amazing, but like where you are, like with how people have access, um, whether they go through our community or just they're in, you know, Nova Scotia or, you know, like Europe or, you know, they're in, you know, North Dakota or wherever, you know, like how do people get access to your specific hormones? There's 31 compounding pharmacies in the United States that are dispensing in organic oils. Anyone who has a healthcare provider and that healthcare provider is attracted to uh, dispensing in organic oils, all they have to do is tell their local compounding pharmacist, Mm -hmm. uh, hey, I want to dispense in this. And they go into the website and the pharmacist, it's amazing how few calls I receive from pharmacists. They totally get it. They take a look at our website. They see that uh, that we supply everything that they need. They don't question it. They, they, it's easy for them. That's what they do all day, and it's easier for them. And one of the compounding pharmacists wanted to let us know that it's easier for them to prepare these than to put it up in gels. So anyone, anywhere who wants it can get it from us. And our team really looked at what's the barrier for women getting access to compounded bioidentical hormones. And one of the things that uh, our team learned was it was cost. 
And so there's another way that is soon going to be active where women can get the compound of bioidentical hormones from a single pharmacist and that we were about to work with, and the, the cost is going to be very low. Some are going to be able to get it as low as $99 a month for four ovarian hormones. That's uh, really remarkable because the average is somewhere around $240. Right. So there's different ways to access it. If you go to bright.live, mm-hmm. Bright is our parent organization. Mm-hmm. Through that, any prescriber in the United States can prescribe it immediately if they want. And we're happy to help them with the method. We also have training. I spend most of my time professionally training and mentoring physicians and nurse practitioners on how to treat this properly. And you're going to make available, I hear, uh, our book, Happy Healthy Hormones, You're the PDF version for no charge. And here I really lay it out for women. And I really did the first edition because I figured I'm going to have to team this with women mm-hmm. to figure this out. So if, if you know a certain amount, mm-hmm. so now it's in the seventh edition, but it's a roadmap for the kind of care that I highly recommend that you get it this, this precise mm-hmm. and that you find someone who's specializing in it, really, because it's a huge field and you don't know it until you start entering it and you start seeing, wow, there's a lot of moving parts here. This is not as simple as, here, take this pill and call me next year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that. No, no. So, mm-hmm. Those are some elements that I think are really crucial. And if women really want to see a roadmap that matters, just download that book and read it. And it'll give you an idea of what you're looking for in a provider. And if you're in California or Washington State or Arizona or soon to be New York, link up with Christine. My God. We're old friends. And you're just an, such an amazing teacher and mentor, and you're really creating this army, right, of practitioners and physicians that can do this work. And I am so grateful for the book that you're sharing with our community because, you know, really in this modern time, everybody needs to be their own advocate, really. I mean, I, I know it's a it's a lot to put on a patient, right? Like, here you now have to become an expert in this, but just to know the language, right, and to know you know, really how to feel most empowered, you know, during this process, I think is always a win when we're doing anything for our health, because we know, right, even with quantum physics, and all of those, you know, um, natural spiritual laws, the more that we can participate and observe the knowledge that we're participating in, the more benefit we actually get. I'm really grateful for the PDF and the book. And you know, we're going to be doing a webinar and having a lot of more information to come, but I know we could talk all day, but I just really wanted people to get an introduction and just obviously be amazed by your knowledge and your clinical history and your inspiration, you know, today, and there'll be a lot more information to come. But Dr. Rosensweet, as we, you know, really wrap up, I think any words of wisdom or anything on your heart that you want to share with my community about really anything, but as it pertains to, of course, hormones, but just you, you've seen so much of life and worked with so many people. I just really would love to hear what what's on your heart. Well, I think that your community is very fortunate because you're taking the care to have a specialist, someone who's specializing, a nurse practitioner who's specializing in treating women in menopause and men in androgen. Because to get this one right, 
it takes someone who's really going to devote their career mm-hmm. to learning and working with patients where their focus is on treating women in menopause and men in andropause. So your community is very blessed because mm-hmm. this is what we do. We we go around encouraging women. Otherwise, I usually say, you know, here's your job as a woman in menopause or as a man in andropause. You got one job. You want to find a healthcare provider that is trained and specializing mm-hmm. in working with these most powerful biochemicals in your body to get it right. Mm-hmm. And to get it right in the first year. So subsequent years are just a tweaking experience and a testing experience. And it's not like you don't benefit hormones are forgiving in very many instances. If you know a little bit, you can help, you can get some help, but that's not what women want or ordinarily um, these uh, these social media groups and there's many of them that have organized around trying to solve menopause for example there's a lot of unhappy women that are discouraged yeah they reached out to get hormone replenishing and it didn't work out for them they just didn't meet up with the level of expertise to get these most powerful biochemicals balanced and replenished Mm-hmm. along with the other moving parts called receptor sites and detoxification and sex hormone binding globulin, all the different things that uh, play into this. So I don't have to say that to your group. You're finding your way into this community. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're and Christine, in your usual way, had decided, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get someone trained up and specializing in this. And that's what women need. And that's what men need. They need someone who is cares they're going to focus in on this and get good at this that's what that's what really matters and so good on your community it's great and you know i'm always delighted to participate with you and you know and with heather and whoever else will be joining your your group thank you thank you for saying that and you know i have so much respect for this work and you know as i you know sometimes bridge the gap i i really feel an expert is the best i i completely echo that just from my experience too like i i love learning and i love the knowledge that you've shared but you know i have so much to do in an appointment you know that i you know with managing somebody who has chronic illness that i don't do the best service if I'm the lead practitioner on the hormones, even though I know they need them because, you know, it it is this beautiful dance and, you know, really connection and communication you have with your provider to get everything optimized that I I really, yeah, I I think it really is this department and this expert to serve, you know, the, the patient. My patients are in a unique position where they really need a team. You know, they they don't need one provider. They actually need a team. I often say I'm the quarterback, you know, and, you know, you know we need to bring in, you know, experts to really move your, um, you know, health in the direction we all want. So I can't thank you enough for all that you've done for me personally and community and all the people that you're training and, you know, all just the wonderful, you know, collaboration and synergy that we've had. And I'm I'm really excited to introduce Heather and get people feeling good, right? Because, you know, that's what we're in the business of, right? Getting people to feel good and to really live, you know, their life's purpose. Because when we're not feeling good, it's amazing how 
hard it is to connect, right? You know, so I, I really feel this is a part of not only a physical connection, but really a spiritual connection for people who seek that greater connection in life. Dr. Rosen, sweet, always a pleasure. And we'll have the information in the show notes, as well as the link to the PDF. And I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast. My fun, my pleasure, my honor, Christine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Dr. Rosensweet. Again, please check out in the show notes, the link to the PDF he's gifting all of us. Um, and that is all about happy, healthy hormones, how to thrive in menopause. And um, you heard us talk about our um, colleague and um, dear friend, Heather Parisi, who's joining the Eminence Health team and is going to be our expert in hormone replacement um, assigned to the Rosensweet method. And she's been studying with Dr. Rosensweet. She's a brilliant woman. And you'll be hearing more and more um, from Dr. Rosensweet and Heather about how you can connect in our very cutting edge and unique hormone program that we are looking for a very um, wonderful group of women and men to join our program. So without um, further ado, have a beautiful day and it's an honor to serve this community and I hope you enjoy these podcasts which are my passion and I learn so much from doing these every every week. So um, have a beautiful rest of your day and till next time.